Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. Welcome to r slash am I the butthole. If you like spicy Reddit stories, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and that notification bell too. In our first story, we're going to be covering an update to a previous one. So let's get straight involved. Much love, guys. Now, as I said, our first story does come with an update, and it's from a story we covered a couple of weeks back. So I'll read the original, then move to the update. So as always, feel free to use the timestamps if you need to use them. And it comes from Inheritance Throwaway, titled, Am I the arsehole for not using my inheritance money to help my brother and his family out? Hello, this is my first time posting on Am I the arsehole, and English is not my first language, so sorry if the format is not right. Background me, 19 female, and my brother, 32 male, become orphans 10 years ago, due to an accident our parents were in. My parents had always been a bit paranoid when it came to their mortality, so they had set up a plan in case they had passed. They left a significant amount of money for each of us, and our childhood home was meant to be mine. They specified that we would have access to our share of the will when we turn 18. Since my brother was already old enough, he took his money and cut all contact with me. I'd lived with my grandparents ever since, but last year I finally got my share. I decided to move into the house and use the money to pay for my studies. I am in first year of medicine and it is very expensive. I've estimated that when I finish medicine in five years, I will have a lot of money left to continue with what I want to specialize in and have some left. My grandparents know my plan and offer to help with my living expenses, so my inheritance becomes exclusive for studies until I finish. I accepted and we have been like this for a year. Now to the issue. My brother and his wife have three children from ages 9, 7 and 4. My brother spent his inheritance money on a house, his wedding, cars and expensive stuff that no one doesn't really need to live. My sister-in-law is a stay-at-home mum, so he was the breadwinner. My brother recently lost his job, so now their family is struggling and they need a place to stay. He contacted me and asked for us to meet up. When I arrived, he and his wife were already sat down at the restaurant. Long story short, they said that since they were going through hard times, they expected me to hand them over my house and give them a share of my inheritance so they can get back on their feet. I got pissed off since we have barely talked or visited each other since the accident and they were just demanding me to pay for them. I told them that I wouldn't because I already have a plan for the money and I was living in the house. They said I can move back with my grandparents and blew off at me for being selfish. After arguing, I decided to leave, but now my cousins are saying I'm an inconsiderate asshole and I should help my family out. I really need to know if I'm in the wrong, so am I the asshole? I would like to add that the main reason I'm questioning my decision is because there is children involved, his kids, and I don't want to hurt them. And once again, this is going to follow up with an update, so as always, we're have a comment, we'll read some comments and then we'll move on over. But in this one, he used his money. He basically wasted his money according to the story spent on expensive things and stuff that you just don't need to live and wasted it. Whereas OP in this story sounds like they're being very, very sensible with it, putting it towards their education and looking towards the future, which brother clearly did not do. 
And you was nine at the time of, you know, when your parents passed away. He was 22. And he had no consideration towards you from whatsoever, according to the story anyway, the way it looks like to me. And he just up and went and went no contact with you and totally just left you, a nine-year-old who just lost their parents. And I know he lost his too, but come on now. Keep the money, keep your house, not the arsehole and chase those dreams. But we'll start with Lady Stetson who says not the arsehole. He squandered his money. He will squander yours too. Then you'll both be broke. Be responsible with your money. At least one of you will be financially solvent. Best Catcher says, not the arsehole, girl, you shouldn't even be here. He cut contact with you and now expects your help. No way, I'm begging you not to hand over a cent. He sounds like the type to be given a step and then suddenly take a mile. You owe him nothing and his family is not your responsibility in the slightest. Do not allow him to guilt you. Biologically, you're related, but they are not family and your brother made that decision a long time ago. People love burning bridges, not realizing they regret it. Not Karma says, not the arsehole. Now go get those degrees. A deleted user says, not the arsehole. Your brother got his share and squandered it. Now he wants your share too. Lol. So anonymously says, not the arsehole. It's wonderful that your cousins are so concerned. I'm sure one of them will be happy to take in your brother, right? One needle worker says, not the arsehole. He spent his inheritance and wants the house and more money. Ridiculous. Plain and simple. Keep saying no. Asked her to come live in the house and pay rent for a while, maybe. But sign the house over? The man is delusional and manipulative. I'm choked at the cheek of this. Info, are they homeless? And one more comment from 2Beagle who says, Not the arsehole for many reasons. First, they specified that we would have access to our share of the will when we turn 18. Since my brother was already old enough, he took his money and cut all contact with me. Then says this tells me you didn't have a relationship with your brother for years, and you said so as well. One reason, he is the arsehole. Also, my brother spent his inheritance money on, and then says the rest of the sentence is irrelevant. He got his money, you got yours, you each chose what to do with the money. The fact that his has gone due to his own spending is not your problem, and now all of a sudden, after no contact for years, he calls to meet with you. Since they were going through hard times, they expected me to hand them over my house and give them a share of my inheritance so they can get back on their feet. The absolute nerve and entitlement mindset of some people. This is literally the second Am I the Arsehole post I read up today about someone demanding their sibling's house because they believe they needed it or deserved it more. Yet another reason your brother is the arsehole. And finally, they said I can move back with my grandparents and blew off at me for being selfish. Then says, and as were the other posts I've been reading, the person who is being responsible and wants to keep their own stuff is being called selfish by the entitled one and various family members. I just can't believe the mentality of some of these people. Your brother is 100% the arsehole. Please share the replies you get with him if you feel up to doing so. So updates. A lot has happened since my post, so I'll be updating here. I first told my grandparents everything that happened and they are supporting me. I told the cousins that were sending me messages to help my brother themselves and they got angrier, so I blocked them. I then invited my brother and his wife to eat and offered them to let them rent three rooms in my house. They asked if it was free and I said no, but it would not be expensive. They kept insisting on me handing over my property, so I decided to leave. I had a conversation with my brother and turns out you were right. He doesn't want a relationship with me. To be honest, I'm completely heartbroken and angry because I thought things would change. After that conversation, I decided I would be the one cutting contact and my grandparents did too. I don't know if things are definitely finished now, but I surely hope so. Thanks to everyone for the judgment and advice. 
And in some ways, that's a bit of a painful update, isn't it? Knowing, you know, I know it's a positive one in some ways that they've gone no contact and, you know, totally cut them off their life, which I think is the right thing to do. But knowing a family member was just using you, even though they did go no contact in the very beginning. So the signs were always there to begin with. But knowing a family member could turn around and do that to you, your own brother, that's got to be painful, isn't it? But I think it's a positive one in some ways that they've gone no contact now. They know where they stand. They can move on with their life, their education, their own house. Everything seems to be lining up in the right way for them. So good luck with your future and education. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And we're going from one inheritance story straight into another from judgeme2313 who says, am I the asshole for refusing to share my inheritance with a sibling? Hello Reddit, I don't have anyone I can share these thoughts with in person, so I'm hoping you can help me resolve this. I, 20 male, am a single child, or at least I thought I was. Just over a year ago, I discovered that I have a sister, Lucy. The story goes that my mother had a child with her first boyfriend while she was in college and they couldn't support her, so she opted for adoption at birth. My father was aware of this, but I was never told. Anyway, about a year ago, she made contact with me slash our mother. They've gotten on pretty well, keep in touch, and go on the odd lunch. Lucy's also attended a couple of our family events this past year. Her and I get along fine as well. We're different people, so not friends. I sort of see her as an acquaintance slash friend of the family, I guess. It's a little odd because I know we're closely related, but at the same time, she doesn't feel like family, if that makes sense. Okay, there's the backstory, so now onto the dilemma. My grandparents on my mother's side both passed a few years ago. My mother was their only child and I their only grandchild, and they left their entire estate to me. This was known to my parents and me before they passed, as they had expressed it when they made their will. My parents are well off financially, mum's a nurse, dad's a doctor, and so they were fine with the arrangement. I was given access to the money on my 20th birthday, and the sum of money was much larger than I expected, totaling around 6 million. This is why I can't really talk about this with anyone impartial, because I don't really want friends etc to know. Anyway, a few weeks ago, my mother sat me down and asked me to share the money with Lucy. Now, here's the thing. Like I said, to me, Lucy is essentially an acquaintance. I know we're related by blood, but I don't exactly feel the type of connection to her that would merit giving us such a large sum of money, or any money at all for that matter. So I explained that to my mother, and she wasn't exactly happy with my answer. She believes I'm being extremely selfish, and that Lucy could very much benefit from this money as well, since she's still a college student and in debt. Here's why I think I might be the asshole. I don't really see that as my problem. I believe family is who feels like family, not who shares your DNA. Secondly, my grandparents were aware of Lucy's existence, even though they never met her, and they chose to leave everything to me all the same. Also, it's not as though Lucy grew up poor in the foster system or anything. She was adopted at birth by what seems like two great people. Her adoptive parents are an accountant and a teacher. P.S. I do not plan to just hoard the money. I'm starting law school this year and plan to use it to start my own firm once I'm finished. So go forth and judge me, please. Am I being a selfish asshole here or am I justified in thinking that simply being related by blood doesn't merit any claim here? 
Now, I'm going to start off on this one by saying, you're definitely not going to be the asshole in here. This, none of this is your fault. You were just given the money and hey-ho. I don't know what the legalities behind any of this is. If there is any legalities, you know, when she was adopted, she, did she lose any right to family inheritances and all that sort of stuff? I don't know. But with that being said as well, Lucy's not asking for the money, so she's never going to be the asshole either. She's not asking for it. It's just the mum who's approached you and obviously, and maybe she's feeling guilty, you know, a about what happened in the past we don't know we ain't got the full details here and i kind of think your mum shouldn't have approached you and asked you for this you know whatever's been going on is not your fault it's none of your fault at all and maybe your mother could still help her out now you're doing well financially so maybe she can put her focus towards lucy as well and i'm sure you wouldn't mind that so you're definitely not the arsehole. Lucy's not the arsehole. And I don't really want to call the mum an arsehole in this either. I mean, when she called you selfish and stuff like that, that was definitely arsehole behavior. And had she requested, got denied, and then, you know, went about her ways without without calling you an arsehole, calling you selfish or anything like that, then I would th think it'd be a no one to the arsehole here. But Kelly Margaret says, not the arsehole. Your grandparents were aware of Lucy's existence and they chose not to leave her an inheritance. I'm guessing since she was legally adopted, your grandparents didn't feel it was necessary. Highwood Shady says, not the arsehole. Your mother's parents could have made provisions for your mother and whore, the daughter. She gave up for adoption if they wanted. Your mother is free to make whatever arrangements she's fit with her estate, but your grandparents made their wishes known when they left their estate to you. Tickled Pink says, not the arsehole. One, your grandparents knew about her and didn't write her in. That is not your fault. Two, she was adopted and as such, the adopted parents are there for the financial support of her if they chose, as she is an adult. If they can't or won't help, that again is not your fault. Three, you didn't seek her out. You were never made aware of her. You don't know her. If your mother had cared about you two having a sibling relationship, you would have at least been made aware of her. Once again, not your fault. Four, if your mother feels she has owed something, your mother should be the one to pony up whatever your mother thinks your half-sister is owed. That is not on you. Once again, not your fault. As a side note, I really hope that money is in an account that you only have access to. I would hate for your mother to steal it from you. If anyone is being selfish, it's your mum. She's trying to take away from you what was freely given to you. To force you to split the money with her daughter she gave up at birth, you are not the arsehole. Your mother is the arsehole. If your half-sister has been hitting any up for money, she is also the arsehole. If you feel moved to share anything with her at this point in your life, feel free. This is a choice for you and only you. No one should be pushing you to do anything with that money. Best of luck. Your mother will get over it. Crow Jane says, not the arsehole. As you said, your grandparents could have opted to include her, but did not. Your mother could have raised the idea of including Lucy in their will when they mentioned it. I don't know how it would have been written up since your mum didn't have any contact yet, but she didn't. Is your mum telling you to do this because she perhaps feels guilty? How does your dad feel about it? And one more comment from a jazz-like humor who says, no one's an arsehole here. Your grandparents knew that your mother had given a child up for adoption when they made their wills. They made an informed choice. Lucy doesn't seem to be the villain here. She isn't asking for the money. Your mother is asking for the money. Whatever you decide, don't blame your surprise sister. This is between you and your mother. Your mother's request seems to be understandable. She gave up one child and now realizes that this child is not necessarily better off for being given up, at least financially, as she had hoped for when she first made her choices especially if the decision for adoption was pressured on by her by her parents. Not an uncommon thing. Her feeling guilty that this child is going without because the same parents who pressured her into adoption chose to ignore the child in the will is an understandable feeling. 
it is worth considering that sharing the money doesn't have to mean dividing it equally or dividing it now. You have more than enough for law school and it may not be the best idea into starting your own firm before you work for someone else. Law school doesn't teach you all the skills of running a firm and you may do better spending some years learning the job before you jump into running your own firm. It really comes down to how you feel about your mother and helping her with her guilt. Setting aside say 5 or 10% in an account that you can give your surprise sibling at some point or just paying off student loans once they graduate is a smaller thing than splitting the inheritance. But it would also be a huge help to the surprise sibling and it may ease your mother's mind. What is it worth to you to ease your mother? That's really the question, not what this sibling is owed. Your surprise sibling is not owed your inheritance but if your mother asks for this as something that eases her, that is the terms to consider it on which still makes it okay for you to say no. Just understand that the no is to your mother who is doing the asking, not to the surprise sibling who hasn't asked. Now, what do you guys make of this one? I found a couple of those comments interesting about easing the mother's guilt. Do you think that could be the case in this story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another one. And our next story comes from a throwaway account titled, Am I the asshole for refusing to babysit my sister's kid, even if it means she loses her job? My 16 female sister, 19 female, gave birth to my nephew seven months ago. She doesn't know who the dad is and therefore doesn't receive child support. My stepdad gave her a year to find her own place and move with her child because he refuses to enable her behavior. I support my sister. I love her and I want the best for her, but I refuse to babysit. When my nephew was three months, she used to leave it with me during the night to go to parties and have a life because she didn't feel it was right for her to be a mother 24-7 when she was still young. I didn't know about this until my stepdad caught her and I thought she was working night shift so I agreed to take care of him. When my stepdad made her come clean to me, I felt betrayed and that's why my parents gave her the year notice because she used to make the three of us babysit all the time so she could get a life outside her kid. After realizing that our parents weren't joking, my sister began to take her job seriously and saving up as crazy while taking care of her kid. Two days ago, she came to me and said that I had to babysit my nephew the next six days from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. because she had a night shift during those days. I said no, and she told me that she wasn't asking. <laughs> that she never asked me for anything and I had to do it so she can get out of this house, but I said no again. I'm still in school and my first class begins at 8pm. Between that, homework and taking care of my nephew, I won't be able to sleep properly. But she said that it was only for six days and when I reminded her of what she did before, she called me a bitch. These past two days, I've been locked in my room so she can't get in and give me my nephew. She bangs at my door at least 30 minutes before she gives up and treats me with hostility during the day. This morning, she said I had to babysit him or she'll lose her job, but I said no again. And she said that she wasn't asking and to better get up and open the door at night. And I said that I won't. My mum and stepdad agrees with me, but my aunt and my grandma are calling me a petty bitch for refusing to help her because I don't know how hard it is to be a mother, let alone a single one. Ooh, we the entitlement of this person demanding saying, no, I'm not asking. You are babysitting my child. And you know, we've seen stories in the past where you know, people have just literally left their child in someone's room and went off. So you're lucky you're locking your door. But another question I have in this one is like, as always in these stories, the aunt stepping in saying you're being petty. So why isn't the aunt looking after the child? And again, why isn't your parent stepping in when she's banging on your door for 30 minutes, demanding you come out? It's absolutely ridiculous. 
And when I first read the title, I got to say I did have a bit of sympathy from the title itself, thinking, oh yeah, someone's going to be stuck in a situation and they could potentially lose their job, being a single mother as well. Although they did get themselves into that situation, I still had a bit of empathy towards it. But as the story went on, I was like, the empathy was just disappearing completely. Sint Elvis says not the asshole and quotes, she didn't feel... Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It was right for her to be a mother 24-7 when she was still young. And then says, gee, if only that had been a decision 100% within her control. Then quotes again saying, I don't know how hard it is to be a mother, let alone a single one. Then says, I don't intend to find out. Verminous Bo says, not the asshole is not your problem, even if she's family. And why don't your aunt and grandma volunteer then? Followed by Shasta Wolf, who says, not the asshole, a human child isn't like some puppy that you can dump on your family members whenever you don't feel like taking care of it animals don't deserve that treatment either it's a human child when she chose to have your nephew she also chose to take on the responsibilities of that baby her baby is her responsibility not you a child's responsibility edit tell your aunt and grandma they're more than welcome to be your sister's free full-time babysitters and enable her to be a party girl stabby mum says not the asshole sounds like your aunt and grandma are volunteering to babysit not your problem Many Cockfosters says, God damn, this is one toxic family, not the asshole. How fucking entitled does she think she is? First, she lies to you saying she wants you to babysit for free as she's working night shifts, but no, she's getting plastered. Not only did she lie, but she expected you to be fine with it because you are a nephew and she wants to go out and party. She needs to take responsibility for her previous actions and you're not obliged to raise her child. And if she loses her job, well, she shouldn't have lied to you. She put herself in this situation and she's the only one to blame for it. 1-800-TURD-FERGUSON says, not the arsehole and be prepared to call CPS on her. She will dump her kid outside your door and leave. Your best is to stop all contact with her. Walk away if she tries to talk to you and ignore your aunt and grandma if they enable her nonsense. To which OP replies saying, she tried to do it the first time but my stepdad worked that type of shift and caught her trying to leave my nephew unsupervised. He threatened to call CPS and my sister thinks that she'd go to jail for that. We don't correct her because it's the only thing that stops her from actually dumping my nephew. One more comment from Tamika Olivia who says, Not the asshole. I feel a certain amount of sympathy for your sister in the abstract, but it is goddamn absurd to ask a 16-year-old to take care of her baby overnight for a week straight, much less to bully her when she refuses. She should make alternate arrangements or should speak with her boss to have her schedule arranged. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Where do you think this one's going to go? I don't think it's the end of it. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. 
And our next story comes from 32 megabytes. Am I the asshole for refusing to continue helping my old boss? I worked for a video production company for two years as the lead video editor on our TV shows. My position quickly extended to other things due to understaffing, like single-handedly editing and updating the website, fixing all of the computer issues, and basically being my boss's personal tech support agent. He gave me his daughter's laptop, expecting I'd take it home and fix it for him, which I did. For all of this, I was paid $12 an hour and hired as a contractor, so I didn't get any rights, days off, or benefits. Also, if I went overtime, it was not paid. Eventually, I couldn't take it anymore, and once my photography business started taking off, I tried to quit. Instead of being allowed to quit, my boss said that it's important I keep him on my side, so I had to stay until he found a replacement and train them. I ended up staying for six extra weeks, and then after leaving, continually trained the new employee over the phone whenever he had any questions or didn't know how to do something. Of course, I'm not being paid for this. In the meantime, photographing weddings and doing portraits has paid far better and been genuinely rewarding for me. I put together a website for my business and thought I'd include some videos I edited when I worked at the company since I should use my talents in video production to make some extra money. Well, one day my old boss asked me to do more free work for him, this time helping manage a project with one of his producers. I jumped on email and assisted to the best of my ability this time with my new email that has my website in it. Well, after CCing my old boss, he saw the website and dug through it. He found that I had included my video work in my portfolio and immediately went into a cease and desist. I had to scrub all my work from my website that he owed the copyright to that day or else he'd get a lawyer involved. After that, I lost all the motivation to keep him happy. Yesterday, he asked I literally code and design a new page for his website, again unpaid since I literally don't work for him anymore, and I simply haven't responded to him. I know I want to settle down into another job eventually, and feel I need references, but I'm not sure if my dignity is worth it. Am I in the wrong for refusing to help at this point? Now, it's one of those stories that comes up every once in a while, where it's, it's you know, looking at it, it's definitely a not the arsehole, but it's almost in everyone sucks here simply because you're allowing this guy to take full advantage of you constantly. This boss is a toxic asshole and that's all there is to it and you just need to back away from him because because boss will continue to walk on you if you let him. And knowing your self-worth is so incredibly important. From this one post, you can see that you've got skills in various things, editing, web design, all that kind of stuff that deserves to be paid for. So I'm gonna go with a not the asshole. I can't call you, I can't do it. MFA 101 says you're the arsehole for letting your boss take advantage of you. Send him a quote for the work he wants. L Chicken Effa says not the arsehole, fuck that guy. You should tell him you freelance now and can pay you in advance for any work he wants done. You can still use your old work as a reference or only show it in in-person interviews though. Freshman says, this is the way. <laughs> Ophelia says, oh hell no, not the arsehole. You need to cut this man off. If he's going to threaten you with legal action just for using portfolio pieces, you need to remove him from your life. You owe him nothing and stop working for free. We as creatives are constantly taken advantage of and this has to stop. Please block him from your life. You can get plenty of references from your freelance work. Black Sheep says you're the asshole for continuously working for free. Stop selling yourself short for people that treat you as disposable. Do better for yourself, damn it. There is a no welcome sign tattoo on your forehead because you're not a fucking doormat. Get it together. 
Reddit DK2 says everyone sucks here. He sucks for taking advantage of you. You suck for letting him. Of course he's gonna keep asking as long as you keep working for free. Jojo says in quotes, after that, I've lost all motivation to keep him happy. Then says, not the asshole, but learn some fucking self-respect. Why would you have any motivation to keep this idiot happy when all they've done is taken advantage of you? Massive Owl says you're the asshole for allowing him to do this to you. I bet your old boss laughs himself to sleep over this. You know he wouldn't do the same to you since he sent you a ceased and assist. And one more from I am Feeney who says, not the asshole. You need to start advocating for yourself. As a web designer myself, don't ever, ever do work for someone you're not getting paid for unless you agree to use it in a portfolio. And be upfront that it's pro bono. Still have a small contract involved too. Don't do another hour of work for him in my opinion. Don't burn a bridge, but something like, as of now, my schedule is too full to do any contract work for you. You have been taken advantage of and it's not okay. The only thing out of it would be portfolio work and maybe a reference. If you don't need these things and he's trying to manipulate and bully you into work, I would slowly cut off ties altogether and walk away. Standing up for yourself does not make you an asshole. Your old boss is the asshole. Now, what do you guys make of this one? I'm going to tell you right now that it was tagged asshole on Reddit, but let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Wizard Dad. Am I the asshole for not wanting to change our newborn's diapers at night? Oh dear. My partner and I have a five-week-old baby who is exclusively breastfed. He will wake up three to four times a night to nurse for 20 to 40 minutes per time. My argument is she's already awake to nurse, so she should do the diaper changes too. I have offered to do half the diaper changes, but that's not enough for her. My partner thinks that I should do all the nighttime diaper changes since she's breastfeeding. Her argument is that she's nursing day and night. It's only fair. She needs time to go to the bathroom, drink water, etc. While I am changing the diaper. In her view, I am often very grouchy, need to be asked multiple times to get up and and sometimes argue if he even needs to be changed. Relevant information. We are both on parental leave now. And when I go back to work in construction, I need a full eight hours sleep. She'll be on leave for the next 18 months. We go to bed at 9 p.m. and I get up with our dogs at 6 a.m. And she's up with the baby an hour or two later. So Reddit, am I the arsehole? Oh my word. And we're going to jump straight into the comments with this one. Starting with Topaz Monkey who says, Hardcore, you're the arsehole. Your wife is exhausted physically and due to lack of sleep. You have no excuse, especially while you're on parental leave. She does need to use the bathroom, drink water, whatever, to take care of herself so she can take care of your son. Parenthood is about shared responsibilities and partnership. You need to grow up and share the burden. Your wife is asking for your help during an extremely mentally, emotionally, and physically fragile time. You have a brand new baby. If for no other reason than being a good husband in a time where she needs support, why would you reject that? Why do you expect her to shoulder all of it? Are you trying to train her for when you go back to work? I have bad news for you, chief. The, but I need eight hours of sleep excuse is incredibly selfish and you're due for a rude awakening. This is a time that you and your wife should be bonding as partners, as warriors locked shoulder to shoulder for the incredibly difficult job of raising a kid. It should be a time for you to reaffirm your commitments to each other with compassion and support. This period will absolutely shape the tone and future of your marriage as well. And you're planting really selfish seeds that tend to bloom into lovely turd blossoms down the path. There's only room for one baby in your family and it's not you. Time to be a dad is hard but tough shit. This is your moment to decide what kind of father and ultimately husband you want to be. 
The best Peter says, you're the asshole. Man the fuck up and help do your part, dude. Holy shit, none of us have ever liked getting up and changing the kids' diapers, but you're a father now. Act like it. Run Muppet says, you're the asshole. This is just embarrassing. Sixon says, yes, you're the asshole. She asked you for a reason, so she needs the help. She just pushed a person out of her five weeks ago. You're on leave to look after them, so look after them. If you're tired and cranky, she's also tired and cranky, and her bits are sore. Please change the baby's nappies. Hilio says she expanded her body and created life. The least you could do is help at night. What the heck? You're the asshole. To which Mix Wide replies that says, Doubt OP will see this, but when I agreed to get pregnant, part of the deal was that my spouse will be responsible for 100% of the diapers. I did consider this pretty unfair, in his favor. Because see, I did 100% of the being pregnant, 100% of the giving birth, 100% of having lifelong scars and permanent bodily changes, 100% of the lactating. And really, we both know he wouldn't do 100% of the diapers because it's not like I'd leave the kids sitting in a dirty diaper if dad was out of the house or seriously ill or whatever. This was merely part of the bare minimum established for his share of the work. It went without saying that he would do all of the night feeds while I was physically recovering from birth and then 50% of the night feeds going forward because of fucking course, that's what's fair. I think most people's concept of a man's fair share of parenting is so ridiculously skewed that they can't even really conceive what equal parenting would look like. Women ask for less than a fraction of equality would look like and men ignore 90% of the work in order to convince themselves they're pulling their weight. Now, what do you guys make of this one? (laughs) I think I know where it's going to go, but let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Undercooked Overtale. Am I the arsehole for walking out on a bachelorette party when I'm the maid of honor? I went to a bachelorette party in Atlantic City. After a four-hour drive, the bride, we call her Melissa, could not be bothered to get out of her seat and give me a hug or introduce me to the other girls. No one made the effort to get to know me at dinner. When the bill came, the girls said we'd split it evenly, which was unfair to me because I don't drink alcohol and they all ordered multiple drinks. There were 11 girls and I didn't want to be the only one who didn't want to split the bill, so I ended up having to pay $65 for my $13 meal. Then we went to a nightclub. When we got out around 2am, my ears were ringing so much I couldn't sleep that night. Despite not sleeping, I got up early Saturday because we were going to an escape room at noon. I made the entire house breakfast so the girls could eat quickly and we could make it on time. But they overslept and we missed it. Then we got brunch and the ride over was a nightmare. I should mention I was appointed designated driver. Half the girls took an Uber since my car only seats five people and the other half went with me, including Melissa. It was storming in AC and the streets were flooded. I'm talking water up to my thighs. I didn't think my old car would make it. The girls could see what kind of car I drive and decided to complain about how they can't file their taxes jointly with their husbands because their combined income would be over 400k, all while I chauffeured them. Not only was splitting the bill unfair to me because I don't drink, but since I was driving everyone around, I was the only one paying for gas and parking fees. They insisted on splitting the brunch bill too, so I had to pay $45 for my $15 lunch. After the rain stopped, we went to the boardwalk to do a scavenger hunt. Melissa chose the teams and she didn't even put me on her team. I'm a maid of honor and yet she didn't want to spend that extra time with her best friend. Then the girls wanted to get drinks on the boardwalk where I was again excluded from conversation. I was the only quirky girl among sorority types. We were scheduled for a booze cruise with the arrival of 5.30 p.m. So it started at nearing five. I said we should get going but the girls wanted to finish their drinks and we had to scramble to get out there. Again, half the girls took an Uber and the other half went with me. 
but we couldn't find my car. Melissa started flipping out about missing the cruise, so the girls took an Uber and ditched me in the parking garage. At this point, I broke down and started sobbing. I drove back to the Airbnb, $450 per person, and packed up my stuff. I left around 9pm and drove through the night. No one texted me to see if I made it home. Melissa hasn't talked to me since. I'm guessing she's mad at me for leaving. Am I the arsehole for leaving? Did I overreact? Now, to me in this story, it definitely felt like OP was taken advantage of, but I was getting like some real strange vibes in this one as well, which I could be wrong for because I'm not totally sure if I'm valid in the way I'm thinking at the moment, but I was getting a lot of this almost like if this was your best friend, why couldn't you bring up some of these issues and why were they treating you this way? There just must have been a reason for your best friend, your maid of honor, and your best friend didn't talk to you through this whole time. What was going on? It felt like something was happening in the background that we don't know about. Smiley girl says not the asshole. They took advantage of you all night and then they had the audacity to ditch you in a parking garage after you've been footing the bill for half the transportation and part of their meals beyond what you actually owed. If I were you and she doesn't reach out, I wouldn't even go to the wedding based on how she treated you. You deserve better and an apology. They essentially been treating you like a tag along chauffeur. Ginseng T says everyone sucks here and no point did you say you made any attempts to address any of this You just bottled it up and let it fester got angrier and angrier that no one was reading your mind And then left after you let it bring you to tears your communication is garbage here You're telling us 14 different ways how unfair this was to you and you didn't speak up for yourself a single time No one made an effort to get to know you did you make an effort? You didn't want to be the only one to split the bill, yet you're still upset that you basically volunteered to split the bill by not saying you didn't want to. Were the other women inconsiderate? Yes. Were they as inconsiderate as you made them out to be? No. Your expectations for them to know what you were thinking and feeling while actively trying to hide what you were thinking and feeling makes you at least partially the asshole. If you did bring up any of these points and were brushed off, then I'll amend my judgment. But based on what's here, you didn't voice an opinion on anything and your character is coming across as extremely weak. McCatlin replies to that saying, I'm also wondering if they could just feel OP judging them quietly the whole time. I was the only quirky girl around all the sorority types, made me roll my eyes way back in my head. OP say they made no effort to get to know her, but I can absolutely tell by her words, this was definitely a two-way street. Kratoon says, honestly, I'm going to go against the grain and say you're the asshole. No one tried to get to know me at dinner. It's a bachelorette party. The focus is the bride. You should have struck up conversation instead of playing Warflower and waiting for someone to notice you. They wanted to split the check evenly. It's not super considerate of them, but it would take a decent amount of time to figure out who pays for what with such a large group of people. It's your responsibility to speak up if you're not happy with the arrangement. They shouldn't be held responsible for not memorizing what you did slash didn't eat or drink and then speaking up on your behalf, that it wouldn't be fair for you to split the check. The bride didn't pick me for her team. Again, why is this day about you? The bride was supposed to read your mind and make sure you were happy at a bachelorette party. What benefits were you expecting with a maid of honor title? You sound insecure about your friendship. I left without saying anything. You're the asshole. The bride probably didn't contact you because you were starring in your own one woman show about how put upon and misunderstood you were. Everyone else at the bachelorette party was there to go with the flow, celebrate the bride and have fun. You provided the event with your own little rain cloud. It sounds like you need to stop letting things happen at you and be active participant in your choices. And one more comment from Queen Lashopper who says, everyone sucks here, but I'm leaning towards you're the arsehole after seeing OP gush with gratitude to all the posts that validate her perception of events, yet not address that suggest 
that she considers some of her actions could be in the wrong here. You acknowledge you need to get a backbone and stand up for yourself. Maybe start practicing here with anonymous strangers to whom allegedly came for advice, not validation. I suspect you want the latter rather than the former, just like at the bachelorette party. Now, what do you guys make of this story? <laughs> Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and your verdicts on all of today's stories. If you did enjoy them, don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well as it truly helps out the channel and will inform you of the videos we post every single day. There is a playlist on the screen as I speak right now that you can get involved with. Watch more Am I the Arsehole videos. There's tons of them that we have on this channel at the moment, so get involved. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.